Hello, kapla, and welcome everyone to our fan cast. We're a Star Wars boy, a Star Trek girl, and a sci-fi wingnut talk about the new Star Trek series, Strange New Worlds. We are super excited to geek out, talk about the new show, so let's bring in the intro music and get going. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that to you guys. Let's hit it. What's up, y'all? We are here for episode two. This one is Children of the Comet. And I got to say, um, first of all, we were looking digging around uh, just kind of a an aside here and a little bit of administrivia. We were looking uh, for a new set of headphones for Shannon, which I had to order because the other ones kind of melted on top of her head last time. Yeah, that's okay. So Some more uh, fuzzies for the microphone. They're, they're, or... they're not supposed to do that. Yeah, I, I would agree. That's I like... would agree. And then we found a new rod koozie for her uh, microphone. Nice. And... <laughs> you totally stole my word. I totally okay. stole. Well, I came up with half of it. We can't use the term I came up with. Uh, <laughs> or mine. <laughs> or yours. So rod koozie it is. And while we were there, I was uh, mentioning back on the uh, first cast that we had Shannon's tricorder from TNG in the closet behind us. And we not only had it, found it put batteries in it and it still it works it still works it's amazing does it make noises oh yeah here no put it up to the wait, thing wait, baby hey. can you hear that that sounds like a tricorder it's a tricorder no no okay wait wait a minute is it a TOS tricorder or a TNG tricorder it's a TNG tricorder awesome so and it's a science officer tricorder yeah it's a science officer tricorder not the medical one with the you know the um it's the, amazing the how yeah. so far in advance star trek was and is that it's like a little flip phone. It is like a little flip phone. And it looks like a, a brick battery for Oh yeah, Motorola. no, it's, it looks yeah, it looks like a Nokia. <laughs> Almost. It's like a foldable Nokia. Those those old but, those old batteries that I used to have to charge those like a brick. Oh yeah, like the yeah. Motorola Mo, Mo, Motorola. Thank it's you. Can't size. say that. Yeah, it's it's the same size as an old Motorola radio. I probably well, got this in like well, 88 was, or 89. Wasn't, wasn't there an episode where like Picard or somebody tied one to the end of a uh, stick and used it as a club and if not there should have been. <laughs> Man, there should have been. Well, it was it was a lot like that and this thing uh not only does it still work, it still does all the things and our daughter was like fascinated by it. She could not put it down. She's been playing with it since we put batteries in it. Making up stories, Sci-fi yeah. younger. stories. Younger. Uh, youngest. Um, she made up a whole entire tri- uh, uh, like sci-fi story with the tricorder. Aliens and, come down to invade. And she's scanning for her sister, and she's made Kayla like lay down and become an alien and stuff. It was really good. Make a Trekkie out of her yet. Uh, which is what it's for, you know? It's, it's to, to kick around with. That's kind of what Star Trek does. Sort of like I've got a lightsaber sitting in the corner. You're old and enough. And a Stormtrooper's helmet. Yeah, and my Stormtrooper helmet with my two-foot stall Stormtrooper and my at AST walker. You're old enough. You have adult money to buy kids stuff. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, you know, like, it's, it's super cool. You're like, I have my adult dollars now. I can just... Buy it now. <laughs> I would totally buy a current tricorder, medical one. We found a couple online. They were pretty cool. I mean, they were not cheap, but not like unattainable with adult money. And that's, the, I think that's the thing, right? Like you, we found her tricorder online uh, in a box for sixty-five dollars. 
The the exact one that Shannon has that I'm holding in my hand. Sixty five dollars they want for this thing. It's probably twenty back in eighty eight. Yeah, I'd say it was probably. Uh, I, I tell you what, if I could find a phone case that would turn it into like a Star Trek communicator that I could like just like give it a good a wrist flip and the thing would pop open the top and that would be I start to, oh, oh I do it in a heartbeat. They do have they do have them a Bluetooth communicator that is basically it slaves to your phone. And you can flip it open and use it as a phone. Ooh, better yet, they have a Bluetooth communicator where it's the um, the badge. Oh, the badge pin, yeah. And you just put the badge pin on and you, you touch tap it, it yeah. just like they I, do all I only my... have one problem with that. I already get annoyed enough at people walking around just talking at the air <laughs> or holding out their phones and just in sharing their entire conversation with the world <laughs> that I just I, I can't I true. can't do that for moral. But reasons. it would look freaking cool. Oh, it would. I want the little pips. It would. We found them online. We as we were searching for uh, other tricorders to see if they this were should be around. Be my next cosplay. We pips. we found the entire like TNG badge set with a full set of pips, so you I, could do. I'd, I'd accept a TNG badge that would just vibrate and make a noise when my phone rang. <laughs> I think those are called pips, and we're talking about a different podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, magnetic no, 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 pips. No, 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 no. We're, talking about, we're, we're talking about pinning it to my shirt. Oh, your shirt. Oh. That's still not where we went with that. I went with magnetic pips, you know, like the like rare earth magnet pips. A, that, a pip on each side, yes. Yeah, a pip on each side. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. We have those. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, children of the comet. <laughs> and, 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 for, and for the censors, they were saying pip. Yep, P-I-P. 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 Yes, that's what they're called. Pip. Exactly. And uh, this is a communication episode because it had entirely all, everything to do with Uhura. Not entirely. I mean, it's, yes, I would say. Yeah, it was, was, for, the, for the most for part, the most it, was part it, was, it was Uhura. Two things. I would not turn down. Ortegas is a badass. She's amazing. Well, she she's obviously the fun person on the bridge. She walks around in a cut-off t-shirt to go to the captain's bridge. Okay, she's awesome. Second, she drives. Awesome. I mean, she, come on. She went into a comet. Third. Oh, oh, and and wait, wait a minute. Obviously, the other part about that is, is obviously she has spent her private time putting... Uh, ev- uh, 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 evasive maneuvers yeah. into the computer no, naming for him, yes. fun. Yeah, Ortega's six. This is a woman who enjoys putting evasive maneuvers into the computer for fun. Speaking of a character having fun, have you either one of you ever heard Spock laugh? Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Not like that, but I yes. mean, he ha ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> no, there are times every once in a while at different points in the story where even Leonard Nimoy playing Spock has found a reason to laugh. Or, or even mo- he hummed. The most notable one came actually in the, the first of the Star Trek movies. Mm-hmm. He was humming. I didn't think he would. Uh, like, okay, we're two episodes in and Spock is singing. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but even then, that wasn't there wasn't he wasn't really like enjoying anything. Oh yeah, it was but just, Leon he was parroting. Leon was having none of it, none of it. She's like, don't look <laughs> no. at me, I break it. She reminds me so much of like drama from uh, or drummer, if you want to pronounce it incorrectly, uh, without the accent from uh, uh, the Expanse. 
she reminds me so much of that. Just I, I, I can see where you're going with that. Yes. Uh, it just it's it's very just very business and she will kill you if she finds it expedient. Right. It's not. I was, I, worst part about it is that's actually a better word. I was going to say necessary, and that's probably not even. No. It probably doesn't even have to be necessary. It has to be. You're right. It's if it's if it's the easiest way to get from point A to point B. She'll just yeah. kill you. Yeah. Yeah. So I I would think that that Laan falls kind of into that category, but you she's had moody. She well, she's not a people person, which just means she needs more. You no, know, honestly, most most security people are not people. Are no, I don't trust people at all. Like. <laughs> I've been in security law enforcement for so many years. I think all of them are shady. Well, it also explains why she gets along so well with Spock. <clears throat> yeah, because he doesn't talk. Well, yeah, no, he he, he yeah. offers her no emotional challenge whatsoever. Yeah, and he understands. Here, yeah, gear up. Here's your here's your pistol. At the same time, I'm just saying and stating for the record that if Nurse Chapel wants to flirt with me, I would flirt back. Which is probably why she's not going to ever flirt with me. Well, but the other part about it is, is they've already introduced Spock's manner of flirting, which is to ask a, the question of, is now the time to flirt? Well, he should have been doing some querying, I can tell you that. <laughs> but speaking of, I mean, did you see the way that Uhura, she was smiling at him already. I wonder if they're going to follow that. I don't think so. I don't think they're going to follow the pine thing. One, uh, one that was kind of an alternate universe. I just don't get that vibe. I think it's going to be, because we've done it twice They'll now. They'll be best friends. We're Chapel. I think Ahura's cool with everybody. That's the thing. I think she is so affable and and not judgy that people will confide in her. It, well, not only that, but Zachary Quinto's portrayal of Spock was, had a little bit more of an embracing of his human side. Yes, and I don't think this one... Uh, because well, really, well, this, one, this one's actually more of the Leonard Nimoy side, who was trying to completely, totally, and utterly deny right, and it was the fact that he was part human, and it was his friendship with Kurt that made him loosen up more human, right? Because he was he always tried to embrace the the Vulcan aspect of logic, and Kirk just didn't let that. Kirk and Bones just didn't let that happen, and that was why he enjoyed spending so much time with them because right. well they challenged him they challenged him like we bet you can't do it you know like and we bet you can't keep a straight face forever <laughs> or we bet you won't smile and so when you see them in, and i know i know it's a hated movie but when you see them on in the fifth movie where they're sitting there um below el capitan and and you know he's like it's a marshmallow you know and and spock starts singing row 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 your boat and they're all kind of drunkenly singing and everything together. That's like the the furthest he ever gets as the Leonard Nimoy Spock to being the the Zachary Quinto version of himself. I wonder when they're drunk if they ever ask him to move his ears. <laughs> Spock, wiggle your ears. You move yours, it's weird. <laughs> I can't move mine. I can I can do that, it's, but it's weird. It's not weird. You're well, weird. But, but even then, the the end result of Leonard Nimoy's Spock, by the time you got to episode, not episode, but the sixth movie, and then even when he shows back up in later movies, um, and later shows, he is, he's finally reached a complete person. 
Right, because he's been dead, he's been alive, he's been crazy, and, he's been... And, and, well, and even then they show it to you when um, Kim Cattrall as a Vulcan is asking him whether or not something's logical, and his answer to her is, is logic is actually the beginning of wisdom, not the end. Yeah, she it, just it, completely misses line. it, yeah. Well, no, but it's also something that has taken him as long as it has to figure out. That wasn't something he always understood for himself. No. And uh, honestly, I I like reset, you know, kind of hitting reset on the on the whole Spock thing and getting this logical version that at the beginning when when he's talking to Uhura, he just gives off this kind of flippant remark like, look, if you don't know if you want to be, which is entirely logical for him. He, he wasn't trying space to come in. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't trying to be mean about it. He has no people skills. But, yeah, he was None. just saying from a place of pure logic, if you don't want to be here, then there's great need for people to be in your slot. Not taking any, I guess, uh, consideration that that this would be detrimental to Uhura's self-image or, or quandary or anything. Well, no, because by his own experience, this is just information. This is There's no emotional content right. to it. Right. There's it's no happy or sad or better. It, it's just information. The other thing is, is he's kind of he, he was already on his path towards becoming embracing, becoming that whole person. Um, and I think he's retreated back a little bit since losing Michael. Well, he did mention in the first episode, the like first I, episode. Yeah, yeah I, I don't. He misses her. He misses her. And I don't like being reminded that she's no longer here and never will be. Right. And, exactly. And it's like she's effectively she's dead and it's partially, you know, well, I, I think I think what he's experiencing is, is that if she actually were, in fact, dead, that would be something he could logic his well, brain he could around. mourn her but because he doesn't know where she's at or what's happening to her. Right. Yes. Or it's she was not logical for yeah. him to worry about her. Yeah, it's it's Schrodinger's cat, right? It's it's like she's both alive and dead, and he doesn't know how because logic doesn't dictate how that should make him feel. There's no logical resolution to that solution because you can't ever open the box. And to him, that's at this point in his development, it's it's just very difficult to deal with. I, you wouldn't know how to deal with that. But uh, then you have, you know, you you wind up rolling into uh, the captain's party barn. Uh, that's, a, that's a nice room. That's a nice. That, I'm telling you, that has like his room, ready room, right? That, yeah, that's like a the captain's orgy room or something. I that is. That's what we should name it. I mean, it has fireplaces. Should, it has, we, apparently has a just, kitchen. Should we now just start calling him Pimp and Pike? <laughs> oh my goodness, Pimp that, Daddy Pike. That was amazing. That's gonna go in a hashtag. Uh, that'll never stick. Uh, there's. <laughs> There's there's like this whole thing like you he comes in and he's like hey and as soon as he sees her he's like oh she he looks just straight into Torgas yeah, yeah. Like he, you hazed her. he looks straight into Torgas like full uniform huh <laughs> that's the trick she got you with okay <laughs> I mean as hazing it goes it's pretty light and then you realize that you know I I did like the the uh, I mean it could have been worse it could have been you know the, hey the captain really likes it if you wear something slutty. <laughs> It's real slinky, like almost see-through would be great for him. The captain loves that kind of thing. Well, We're all going in that. It's it's a lingerie party. It was all pretty laid back. I mean, like I said, Ortega's came in a half shirt and she was all ready. 
Like, I, I don't know. Like, Ortega just seems like the type of person. She's like, yeah, I'm going to wear a cutoff shirt. I like her. She's, so she's just like, yeah, that's how I dress when I'm but, on my but I, I like, so far I'm really liking the snippiness. You know, the, the smart I like. Because it must be me. I guess. I don't know. I like her. Yeah, I she think, actually does remind me a lot of a young version of, of you. Of me, yes. Yeah. Before you got cynical. Well, as, well, well, as cynical. That's your fault. As I said, she's the young hot rod of the group. Obviously. Well, actually, in her in their areas, you've got a, quite a few of those. I mean, Laon's a, a young hot rod in the security, uh, security section. Uh, well, no, well, Laon's not a hot rod. Laon's a young professional. This is how professionals do it. <laughs> yes. Kirk's an idiot. Oh, my God. I'm like, don't touch the big glowy egg. What kind of moron goes onto a, a, an alien ship or alien comet and touches the big glowy egg? Speaking of going on, all right, I can just say this. Away team outfits are rocketed. I like. They did look good. It, even on. Although that was kind of a deep space away team outfit. I don't, I don't think know, they beat even that on, even, planet I like thought that. Discovery's outfits look cool, but this is this is better. <laughs> I like this is so much cool. I'm like, oh my goodness, the outfits are so much better. I want that cosplay. Well, that that's an environmental suit. Yeah, it's way cool. That's a. Is there air? Is there air? You know what? Uh, Op sent me that text earlier. He's like, does okay. Look, seriously, in all seriousness, is, does Kirk's mustache from just make you think he's gonna turn around and go? Is there air? You don't know. Like, I, he looks so much like guy. You know who reminds me of the guy that played Strock's father on, uh, with Agent Carter. Oh, Howard Stark. Yeah, he reminds me of Howard Stark. Yeah, it's just the stash. the little thin mustache. Yeah, the little Clark Gable stash. So they well, still. I can, have... I, I'll, I'll, but all I can do is picture him sitting there going, "Ooh, it's a big glowy, dangerous egg. I'm gonna touch it." <laughs> but we still don't know which Kirk this is, right? So like a father, brother. I don't think well, they've said. We still haven't been told, but at the same time, it's not the father. I don't know if because I don't think it's ever been stated whether or not Kirk has any siblings. Well, obviously not any smart ones with any kind of Darwinian winning plan, because you don't like stick it a like, fork in the socket. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't that be in like one hundred and one? Don't touch the alien. Yeah, glowy on thing? away mission one hundred and one. There's got to be a test somewhere that says don't touch the big glowy alien. I like how stuff. she said, you know, perhaps we shouldn't touch anything else. Yeah, exactly. Like maybe. So she spent this entire that. time reminding everyone that she's new and she's never done this. She's like, you know, don't touch it. Just just a thought. God, you know, it's it's like, I uh, if they, I would have been happier if they'd have just gotten a security guy. Like, bring a red shirt in to touch the egg. You I know? so totally I thought he's going to be red shirt. I to demonstrate somewhere along the line that Kirk's an idiot. <laughs> like, I, I, like so James got that. all the smarts. <laughs> no, Samuel. I, 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 I would have accepted a line of, looks like we're going to need another Kirk. <laughs> We're going to need another Kirk. I just, like, uh, obviously, and maybe that's why Kirk has a bunch of red shirts. You know, my mm-hmm. uncle was on the Enterprise earlier. No, and he, George had all the smarts. He touched an egg and suddenly dead. So I bring red shirts so I don't have to. They're like food tasters. You just <laughs> put them down first. Try this out. Yeah, try this out. Hey, See how that tastes. Go ahead. Yeah, go down there and smack the alien. See if it kills you. If he doesn't, I'll be down in a minute. You know, like, that's, uh, I like, don't. Don't do that. <laughs> like, obviously, the goofy, the goofy guy with the mustache is not going to 
to get us where we need to go here. But um, I did like the singing. Uh, I, <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't have guessed that. Like, I didn't. Like that song was going on, and and Pike's. I know that song. I didn't know that song. It did not sound familiar to me, and I you did didn't not get know. that. Right I did away? not know she. Well, oh, I knew it was no, her singing. I did, I did, but it didn't I sound like the right same away. song. Right away, but but then again, as much TV as we watch, shouldn't you have? Oh, I knew it was going to be a. It? I knew it was right. going to be a plot device. I just didn't recognize the song she, she was. singing. Yeah, she was humming it, and the moment it came through for number one, did you get it? Yeah, I, I knew it. Like, I mean, they did that in TNG too with the the gong stuff or the the melodies from a party, and and Riker recognized it, and he's like, "Oh, that was from the party that we had," and and Crusher was helping him with uh with the the sound and Crusher. stuff. So, not that one, the other one. Damn, Wesley. Okay. <laughs> well. Did you watch the end of Picard yet? Damn it! He no. he was yes no he I, was I'm, watching it earlier. I'm, I was working in. through it, but we I started recording before I got to the uh, end of I, this. Uh, he's only uh, he's only at the episode where they're at the, the, the gala. The gala. Yeah. Uh, I, I, know. I know. Even after I finished watching uh, uh, the, the uh, Strange New Worlds today. I even then, just because I had time, had to go back and just rewatch. Rewatch the, it. I'm the, gonna the, f- j- just. The... He's just sl- he's slacking. That's just all that I'm is. I'm gonna he's finish lazy. up tonight. I promise. I... <laughs> he's just being lazy. That's all that is. It's not like he's been I, I, doing podcasts. Well, but but I didn't even go back and wa- I didn't even go back and watch the whole thing. I just went back and watched the the last interaction with Q. I went and punched oh, out the entire yeah, show and, and all the distribution methods from like until about midnight last night, and then fixed some of them and made us <laughs> up and, and launched us on Apple this morning. So yeah, I, which I mean, could not have been possible without Shannon's work phone because I don't I have an hate Apple phone. Apples, <sighs> but whatever. It's the only way she could listen. So yeah, we have in fact twelve listeners. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Ooh. Welcome, you dirty dozen, you. Uh, there's, there, you know, one of the, even when uh, TNG started, because I think you have to do this, you have to have character driven episodes to introduce everybody, right? It takes a while for you to get going. It does take you a while to get going. Uh, the first one was obviously La'an, right? Mm-hmm. The second one's Uhura. Uhura, yep. Um, well, it obviously see... wasn't Kirk. I didn't... <laughs> he was unconscious for most of the I didn't see him. It didn't have a preview at the end of the episode. Ooh, no, dang- it didn't. Ooh, dangerous egg. I'm gonna touch it. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. It's like I mean, it's they're like, gonna have uh, to do character-driven episodes until we get to know everyone, and then they'll start doing the plots. Then they'll start doing the stories. Yeah, I want to see like the the real test to me of of uh, the beginning seasons of a series is show me your first like three to five episode arc, right? That. That you like, uh, like the Borg arc in in uh, right. TNG, right? This is a an overarching thing. Show me what you got, right? Uh, right, because you know you, you, you. How many episodes are we gonna have? I I don't know. Probably twelve, right? Most I, seasons I have the are... foggiest. Well, I mean, Picard's only been six. I think I think we've gotten twelve out of the Discovery episodes, though. Okay, so say we only get eight episodes. They're gonna have to. Probably in the next two or three episodes, start the arc so you can have a cliffhanger. You would think. I mean, because that's how you have to drive them. Because uh, if they that's what brings us back. Right. Well, traditionally, well, yeah. It, it, but, but see, have, have you considered a possibility? And it's actually a possibility that I would personally enjoy. That there is not going to be 
an arc that they really are going to go back to just the episodic monster of the week, planet of the week, discovery of the week, um, the exploration of the week, uh, a system that they were doing originally versus having an overarching story. Okay, I don't like that. I might like that if they told. Okay, so my favorite episode of of TNG period is is Inner Light. I don't remember which one that yes, was. Yes, you do. Both of you do, and well, I'll no, tell no, you what I, it is. I, I yeah. remember all the episodes. Tell me I what happened. I don't remember tonight. which one was titled. You know what's sad that. is I used to be able to tell you everything about the episode of TNG in the first three-minute teaser. Picard, I know. I could tell you in the first 30 seconds of the entire episode. But uh, the Inner Light episode was Picard. the one where Picard was uh, struck, and he lived an entire life inside oh, a simulation, oh, and he had yes, a whole family. That, that and, was an absolutely wonderful episode. He did the flute. Yeah, he played the flute, and inside the the probe was the flute he learned to play, so that he was the only, he he had music of the planet. Basically, he lived another lifetime. He yeah. lived right. a full other lifetime, and then it was actually sad at the end because. As he came back to his normal self, and he was still playing that flute, he missed, and he had all the memories of his other family. Right, and he, you see him reach for the door, right? And he, because of a lifetime of him reaching for the door, and you realize that it's he really did live that life. So why is your favorite? Well, what I, I guess my point is, it doesn't have to be an arc to be a beautiful story. It is still, to this day, one of the most graceful stories that i think sci-fi has told it's like look here's this this sad story (laughs) i know i'm beating a dead horse here but once you figure out what's been going on with q for 30 years you're gonna say that you're gonna say that there was something else going on too that's (laughs) that's fine one heck of an arc i'm just telling you (laughs) you for 30 years but like it is one of the most like you know you watch this dying note Quite literally, uh, in Picard's case, because he has the flute, this dying note of the last gasp of a planet, and you and they say they look upon the death of their planet and everything they know, and they say, "What can be done?" They create this tremendous swan song in this this probe and send it to the stars in the hopes that maybe one day somebody won't just blow it up because of space junk. Well, or it, this was their way of just saying we were here. We were here. Right. We lived and. Now somebody else can carry on what we were, and and then it deactivated and it never and it never goes again. No one will ever know. No one ever comes across it again. Right. They never find it and they ne- and they never know so that there's something else hidden in between. One person will have to be the speaker of an entire planet's dead. It is an incredibly sad and beautiful and that story. That was Picard. That was Picard. That was one episode. That wasn't an arc. It wasn't. It was just one. I get it. One beautiful, ep- well written episode. One episode and could be. Could can can just touch your heartstrings or or change the way you view what you think is important any of that kind of stuff. So I think it can be it's done how without it arcs. Yeah, it can be done without arcs. Yes, is all I'm saying. But I like arcs too. So I'm just saying that. <laughs> well, yeah, but you're well. To be, you're you're going to have the connection going through of him trying to find make peace and find meaning in what he knows is going to happen to him. But as much but, as they talk. I, I here's a projection. I think they're going to find a way around it. Actually, I don't. I I don't think they do because actually he winds up in a good place. But right now you can't well, see past I, I, that I, choice. Well, the the other part about it is is maybe the arc of this is him not only accepting what is going to happen to him, but once again him coming up with the plan and choosing with Spock. It. Yeah. 
and saying, you know, this is what's going to eventually happen to me. And when it does, here's what I'd like you to do for me. Yeah, I'm going to cheat this this fate hmm. like this because he winds because, up being very happy. Well, and even at the end of this episode, he was basically looking at the, you know, okay, I know that I could duck out of this. But these, are the I know that I could put it. myself far away from here. But these are the people whose lives would come to an end if I don't do that. And he looks at, and that's a, a powerful thing he's to do. He's looking at the children. You know, he's looking at cho- that our children now, who will be his reports or his his crew one day, and looking at these these kids going, it's going to be me to save your lives. This is what we're going to have to do. And I, you know, it's got to be weird. Although, if you've ever experienced deja vu or anything like that, you you're like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right, like, or or you see things have worked out well, and you're like, oh, okay, well, things are going well. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. He knows he's going to save those at this point kids in the future. It's going to cost him horribly. Right. He knows exactly how much it's going to hurt, how much it's going to cost, when it's going to happen. But he also. But knows he doesn't know about the other part where he. He does go. not. Not yet. He doesn't know that there will be a happy ending from him. He won't be in the chair forever. And he won't be in pain. Well, well no, it hasn't occurred to him yet because if you, when, when we're talking timeline, when he hooks up with Discovery, that was actually right after that mission where he had met that, the, the, those people. Right, so he doesn't know that that's how he's going to actually end up. But but it, so it hasn't actually. But at the same time, it's not like that mission to meet those people is still to come. Right, he's already done it. He's met those people. Mm-hmm. He knows that they exist. He knows what they can do for him. He hasn't put it together yet. Did did he do that? Mission? When did he meet him? That was the mission that they actually that they used the you know going back to the production aspect of it um, that that took place where he met the big brained aliens that was he was actually dealing with the having been on that mission when he got assigned to discovery oh to go back down and get him and find him a place to take him so, exactly and so so that's but, why Spock took off. But but I th- I think what we're going to see as this season goes on, the overarching um, uh, storyline that we're going to see is him coming up with that plan. Him and Spock basically coming up with the idea of him making, first of all, coming to the conclusion that this is going to happen, and he's okay with that. Well, and he's okay with that because he finally realizes that his life isn't going to come to an end because he realizes all he's got to do is figure out a way to get back there. And uh, once again, entreating Spock to help him. I hope it takes a long, long time to figure it because if you figure it out too soon, we're going to have a very short season. <laughs> we need more and more seasons. Well, just because you figure it out doesn't mean because, you know, it's 10 years away. I saw that. It's it's 10 years away. So you don't you could have nine, ten seasons and you could go right up to the the point where he does it. I mean, you could go right up to that episode if you wanted to and uh, just have that many seasons and be like, okay, well we're here now. Let's go ahead and (laughs) effectively kill Pike and, and put him in the chair. So, I mean, uh, you could get there from here, but I, I think 
it's it, it's an interesting mix the way they've got it now because a lot of the crew we know because we have foreknowledge that the show isn't capable of showing you right now we know that some of the characters through hook or by crook are not going to be here in 10 years right we know for a fact that the number one is gone laon is gone the chief engineer the doctor's the, gone the doctor's gone chapel stays uhura stays spock stays so there is a, kind of a mix of the crew Tegas won't be nope because she's sitting in Sulu's chair. Right. Uh, and and number one's where Chekhov is. So there's, where does she go? I, I don't know. Well, you, you'd have to assume, considering the fact that she's already started to be treated with command, that by the time... She gets her own. Yeah, she'll so she's going to get her own ship, ship at some yeah. point. I mean, she's had her own ship at one point. I mean, that's why the, that was the whole first episode. She was running her own ship. Uh, so, which I thought was cool, because it was, I think it was an Archer-class ship, which is obviously named Archer. after... Yeah. Yep. Uh, so that was kind of cool. What if there's a Beagle class ship? <laughs> Porthos class. Porthos. <laughs> there should be a Porthos class. There That's probably is some. It's probably it's probably a, a shuttle class. Uh, take the Porthos shuttle. It's a great name for a dog. Uh, so. <laughs> I wonder what what Captain Battelle ship is. Would you stop no, with your I won't Captain stop. Winona? No, hey, I stop like Captain Winona. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, thanks. The USS Erp. <laughs> Erper. It's a USS Erper. There's a good shout out for my friends. <laughs> if she's on the Erp. It's, it's a Marshall class ship. ship. Yeah. Ah, that's, that's, yeah, I knew well I, done, I, sir. I knew I liked you, Jake. It's okay. That's awesome. Oh, man. USS Wyatt. The Revenant. Hey, hey you know, but you're, you're thinking Winona Earp, and, I, and as much as I actually did enjoy the few episodes of that show I watched, when I think uh, Wyatt Earp, all Tombstone? I actually... Yeah, that's exactly where I go. Did I, I go? You say I always only a go few? back to because uh, he's my friend. <laughs> I, I got, got lots of friend friends. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Doc, look, say what you want to. Val Kilmer was the, the coolest Doc Holiday ever, ever. I, I, that man. And, and if you even bring up the Kevin Costner Wyatt Earp, we're no longer friends. I, you know, I never saw it. What? Good. Never saw the Kevin Costner Wyatt Earp. I'll tell you, the best part about that was Sam Elliott. Uh, Sam Elliott's an excellent actor. That was a terrible movie, and Kevin Costner <laughs> did not get good until he got old and started playing everyone's father. Who else was in that? Um, the guy that died? The guy that was in Titanic? That narrows it down. Mm. He Billy played Billy Zane. Things. No. <laughs> did Billy Zane die? <laughs> well, he doesn't die in the Titanic. He dies after, but yeah. The one that's that's trying to go after the Hope Diamond. That's that's talking to the old woman. Oh, Bill, oh, Paxton. Bill Paxton. Thank you, Bill Paxton. He's in that movie. He plays one of the brothers. I didn't know me meant the actor died. I thought you meant the. Yeah, character. I was like the character. I was I was going through the character. I'm like most of the characters in the Titanic <laughs> most died. Most of them. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> like, hey, Titanic. I wonder how this is going to end. <laughs> Actually, and that's the part that that like they're. I mean, to tie it back in. That's the same thing that they're doing with this Star Trek series because you already know what happened in the Titanic. You know what happens to the Enterprise. If you pay attention to the character arc and you pay attention to the characters that that's been the same characters for the longest time, the most famous ones, you know that the ones that we have are now right now are not going to be what we end up with. You know it. Like, but, uh, I mean, I like Mbenga, but I I miss Bones. 
I can't wait to see who they're going to get to play Bones because honestly, I've been ruined. Well, well, but see, the other thing is, remember, we're still a decade away from that. You know, now Bones could show up because he was, without question, older than most of the other um, crew members. Very I true. have been ruined. There uh, will never be a better Bones than what we saw with Chris Pine. Carl Urban. Oh my God! I yes. didn't believe it. There will never be a. I I did not believe you could have bet me any amount of money that Carl Urban, an over six foot brooding, like very Kiwi. Eastern European looking dude. He he's from New Zealand. I know, but he's an Eastern European looking dude who's a huge. I mean, I think he's like six four. So he's a big dude. And DeForest Kelly was uh, very small and slight, right? But I, I don't know what voice coach he had, but he was dead on. You will never, ever be able to convince me that there was another person out there that could play a better Bones than him. Ever. Well, other than DeForest Kelly. No, no, no. I'm saying Carl's better. I'm just saying Carl is better. I'm not saying Carl's better. That's it. That, he he did Bones better than Bones. That's all there is to it. He 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 nailed every aspect of it. His mannerisms, his walk, his talk. I, lo- I He bought me in when he's sitting there in the shuttle with him, and he's like, uh, "Wife got the whole planet and divorce. All I got left is my bones." And I'm like, "I may throw up on you." And I'm like, "Holy crap! I wouldn't have thought that he could do." He bones. created his own nickname too. He created his own. Well, no, actually, obviously, Kirk named him that because he's like, "Oh, that's Bones." Well, that's what I'm saying, but he said it to him, and then yeah, that's they, what he they, used. They retconned that you'll, very beautifully. You'll never, ever, ever convince me. I don't know, babe. I I would have said that they wouldn't have got, found a better Spock than Zachary Quinto, but I like. What, I like I like Ethan Peck better. I like what Ethan Peck is doing a lot better because to me it's a well, lot I think he's truer. Playing Spock better, yeah, yeah, a it's true. a he's lot truer to the Spock from that Enterprise. Uh, not a, a, I think a lot of leeway can be made for the movies because they're in a, a quote unquote alternate dimension or alternate timeline, right? True. Yes. So a lot of choices, even subtly made, can can change a character. Like Spock was never that hung up on his mom. Um, of course, he never lost his mom like that either in the other episodes. Uh, like so, he well, he wasn't he wasn't that hung up on his humanity. If anything else, he was no. trying to pretend like it wasn't there. Yeah, like he was fully Vulcan. So this is more of kind of a reset back to the original Spock, and I like him better for. I love the Zachary Quinto version, but this this is a more true Spock to what Leonard Nimoy Zachary did. Zachary Quinto any other. had a lot more emotions. Just kissing oh, the girl in, in the elevator. Okay. Just kissing her in the lift. Look, you put Zoe Saldana in front of me and she gets all snuggly. Yes. You're going to kiss. her. I don't care how Vulcan you are. That's going to work. That's going to bring up lots of emotions. I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> it's going to bring I, something I, up. I actually like the green <laughs> chick better. Really? Yeah. Uh, mm. Then Zoe Saldana. Yeah. The green chick's a redhead though. You know the one I liked, and I, I know you guys are gonna find this funny. You know the um in the th- the third of those movies they had the black and white stripy chick. Oh yeah, the oh planet. yeah, but then Oof. again the the uh Oof. if you if you really want to see her you got to go back to watch Atomic Blonde because she was the one who jumped on uh, Charlie Theron. I know. In that movie. Oh my in god. In the hallway, I see. I remember that that part. Oh too. man, I loved Atomic Blonde. That was a fantastic movie. Anyway, I you know I still think I would go with Zoe. Oh god, yeah. 
In that in that scenario, yes, probably. One, because she was like Uhura is many things, but disloyal is not one of them. Two, she's a she's just a flat badass. Three, like she looks good in her uniform and boots. Well, you, oh, she's okay. Zoe well, Saldana. Well, she can't look bad. Speaking of Zoe, even as Gamora, she looked amazing. Did you know they're making another? I didn't know they're making another Avatar. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, it's the, 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 the right? trailer as far as that. Actually, oh, the, the trailer about is you beat me to it because I was going to say the main way I, that I like Zoe Saldana is as a giant blue chick. <laughs> okay, <laughs> with dreads. With dreads, she looked awesome as blue. Like yeah. grabbing his face and hugging him to her and saying, "My Jake, my Jake," and I, I that appeared in my <laughs> dreams several times. Uh, let me just put I it knew that you way. Going there, I knew uh, look, hey, I'm hey, be honest. I, that's actually my name. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Holy crap, dude. You, do you just rewind it and my play Jake, it? My Jake, my Jake. My Jake, my Jake. you're like, yeah, talk to me again, baby girl. Well, uh, hey, the, actually, the, the part, the, the reason why I actually really like that part of the movie is because that was the part of the movie where she finally actually gets the real him. Yeah, she sees, she literally does see him. And it For doesn't matter, time. right? It doesn't matter that he is not blue, is not. He's a human. He's not even the same. That's still the person that she loves, and it doesn't matter what he looks like to her. Back to the other chicks. <laughs> Back to the other chicks. I mean, if we're, if we're going with the, the, the current enterprise that we're talking about with this particular show, I mean, I, I'm going, I'm chasing Chapel. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. With a side of Ortega. I, I'm going to take Ortega's. Yes. Uh, that's the one. Is it Ortega I'm... or Ortega's? I think it's Ortega's. Look it up, a oh, wise one. Uh, yeah, right I, I, I bet you're right. You know, I, Sean, I'm not Sean, disagreeing. From with what you. I from what I know about you, I, I'm actually kind of surprised here because I would have thought that while I was chasing Chapel and Shannon was chasing Ortega, Ortega, that you'd be yep. sliding up to number one, going, "Hey there." You know, um, Ortega's. Uh, it's Ortega's. Uh, you know, I. Uh, couple of things one well, i mean i married number one mothering one yeah i married number one <laughs> uh it's it's not like shannon is a mix of number one and ortega she was more like ortega's when she was younger she's like number one now so to me i already have one of those what i don't have is a big blonde chapel i'll oh, have okay. one of those <laughs> Because <laughs> if I wanted to, who's going to be chasing you through the ship with with a sedative so that she can tackle you? Yeah, it's super fun. You know, like she she looks like she's fun at well, a party. But I, I want an Ortega. Well, actually, but the, actually, <laughs> can I, I have an Ortega's why... if you have a chapel? Absolutely. Okay, well, thanks, I, babe. I think the reason why we like her, and even the, and, and even we got some of that from Ortega's in this episode, we got it's it from Chapel in last episode. It's not even the Sparky. It's it's all the craziness is going on, and they're having fun. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. She's like, good, a, I get you, to chase somebody a, with a stick. You've got a freak stick. alien running around the, the ship, and Chapel is having fun chasing him. You, the ship's about to get blown up, and you have to come up with your own um, evasive maneuvers, and Ortegas is having fun doing it. <laughs> I was just thinking when, when Chapel ran back into the sick bay, who knew they would have an emergency transporter in the sick bay? Wouldn't that have made things so much easier through all the years? Yeah, then having to drag half-dead people off the transporter pad. Honestly, I think really what that was, was... MacGuffin? Yeah, really. What? Yeah, I mean... Uh, what? A MacGuffin. You don't know what a MacGuffin is? 
No. No, it's the term for a plot point that you just kind of threw in there to make what you wanted to work work. Yeah, it, as the plot requires, basically. You're like, it's that way because it needs to be that way because this is going to happen next, right? Hmm. I still know it, where my mind went when I thought I thought he had said something else. So. Not a McMuffin. <laughs> it's no, no. I'm like, no. what did you just say? Here, you, here I was like, I schooled all yesterday for making sure I... I Behave on my language, which is super, super hard. Yes, it is. And you do good. You're doing good. Especially staring at his face over here. It's just not easy. And then I thought you You said something. Are you saying my face induces cussing? Yes, actually. Sean, you have a face for foul language. I do have a face for being cussed out, apparently. It makes me want to slap it sometimes. (laughs) It makes me feel better. But here it was like a school yesterday. And then I thought you said, I'm like, wait a minute. How come I can't say the, the... what we call the earlier MacGuffin. MacGuffin. No, but we had this for this. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I the to, rod koozie. I had to point at the koozie. <laughs> no. Yeah, you can't say it. We still got a clean tag. You can't say beep five seconds after. The You're board. no fun. No fun. Oh, hey, how many other podcasts are you on that somebody just wants to scream edit afterwards? Oh, God. Yeah, Beef does that to me all the time. Edit! And I leave it in. Poor Starpie. <laughs> we had to make him do so many edits. Oh, we drove his... Uh, that poor man. I, he uh, did so many edits for us every podcast. There was nothing but beep, 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 beep. Oh, yeah. Or he'd just sit there after we're arguing about some inane point or some inane comment or something like that. And he's just, please, please, guys, please, can we just talk about the thing we're supposed to be talking? Can I we, felt so bad for well, that hell, man. I just, I just sit here and throw fuel in the fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jake's all, what about this? Yeah, trying to ask him this. Well, it's because he liked to keep things very on track, and we are so not that we way. We don't do that. <laughs> we're not We're not that way. We, that's not how we function. No, not really. Well, it's I mean, not really. The, the first name that we came up with for the network was Ramblers Anonymous. That is true. For which Lone Wolf? Yeah, well, that was what uh, I think... Um, we, we originally were going to use it as, as the network, and then I stole it to make a blog out of it, and then that's when you eventually just came up with Lone Wolf. Yeah, we uh, we were actually dubbed uh, Ramblers Anonymous by um, Juan, uh, rest his soul, uh, who died uh, earlier this year. Um, he said, oh, yeah, this is great, man, because we were uh, on some kind of podcast, and he's like, yeah, that's great, dude. We've been going for like three hours. You've assembled Ramblers Anonymous, and we're supposed to be on a time limit? I don't think so. And it was like me and Juan and uh, Beef and Op and I was about Wing to ask you, was and- he talking about in?" Is like specific at the voices that finds podcasts. No, it was it was like all of all of the GWCers who became podcasters were on this giant group recorded call, and um, it was all of us who were just long winded and would not shut up. That's and, like the night we had what five of us in here in the office. Yeah. When, when we did that, when when Libby came from from Australia, and we had um, Ryan. And beef, we were. That's where you. That's when you bought the other microphone. Oh yeah, no, I still got four or five mics here just just because of that <laughs> that one day. And I've used them none at all. And now you couldn't find them. I couldn't find any. Like I, I was lucky. I found the Audio Technica that uh, Starpie sent us. Um, just because he was like, look, please stop using the Sennheisers. Just use the AT. You see, like I, I like him, like, man, Starpie. I love you, but he was like, get back on it. 
Shannon doesn't do that. I can't. I know. Even worse than me. I'm like, squirrel. (laughs) Remember, it's supposed to be fun. Right. I'm having fun. So once again, if we were going to, you know, crowbar and drag this back to topic, um, it's no different than once again, what we were talking about with Ortegas and Chapel. They're having fun. Speaking of fun. And that's why I would not be on the Enterprise. Speaking of fun. What? My tongue's full. Oh, God (laughs) dang it, Shannon. Okay, for those of you who don't know what's happening, Shannon has a Sonic cup in front of her. Yeah, it has a strawberry lime. It's strawberry limeade. Yes. Strawberry limeade in it. Now, my wife, for those of you who are unfamiliar with her, is allergic to strawberries, which they use real strawberries in these things, and she gets it every time, and her tongue it's swells so up. Good. So she starts going, Shannon, have you had strawberries? No. Shannon, I'm not kidding. Have you? I, I'm not playing with you. Did you have strawberries? No, I didn't like she can't, That's a pretty good impression. She does her tongue swells up, and she can't move it. So, Shannon. I feel like I'm licking the mic over here. <laughs> Stitch style. Uh, Have you been having strawberries? Nope. No. I'm okay. I'm okay. Put me in, coach. <laughs> so, so basically, she pulled a Kirk. Yes. Yes. Numb tongue. See how he just Actually, that's not even where I was going. I was once again trying to go back to this episode and saying she went, oh, look, a strawberry. I'm going to touch it. But you went right back into Star Trek. It's awesome. See, he reeled us in so gently. He's a super big fan. He is very gently. Very gently. He very gently kicked us. Get back in the lane. Well, you know, Hal, this, this was escapism when I was a kid. You know, I think Star Wars was that for me, and The Last Starfighter. Those two were like, that's I where I wanted to live. I don't remember the Starfighter. Don't Last Starfighter? Well, well I, it was probably wanted, not I just, a. Big I just wanted movie a big lizard co-pilot. Oh my God, Grig was the best. No, so Last Starfighter probably wouldn't have been a big for you because it was about a teenage boy who, through video games, became the savior of the galaxy because the the video game was a test and. He was the best pilot. I remember seeing some of it. I do oh, remember seeing I, it. Maybe I, it's because it's something you forced me to watch. Oh, I, I wanted Robert Preston to come get me so bad. I'd, I'd have left all you suckers behind on Earth, and I'd have gr- come back for Maggie. Well, you. And I'd have come back, and we'd, yeah, have, we'd have taken a ship. <laughs> uh, you were the one I was looking for. I found that out early. I was like, that one. I mean, how long, when we were dating, how long did it take me to ask you to marry me? Three months. Three months. Right now, we had a year-long engagement after that, but it was how long did before I put a ring on that finger? Three months. I Beyonce'd the crap out of that. <laughs> uh, so I, here we are, twenty-three years later. Twenty-three, as of next month, actually. Actually, twenty-four. Yeah, twenty-four. Uh, so damn, I feel old. We are old, babe. Okay, right. <laughs> hey, I'm older than both of you, so don't even start. Shush. <laughs> Just, <laughs> it's like don't 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 interrupt my stuff with facts. We don't Shush. need any of those. I got you both by two years. Oof. Oh, my God. A whole two years. <laughs> Actually, Ooh. maybe three. How could it be maybe? You either <laughs> are or you're not. It's either yay or nay. You not, me not. All right, but... numb tongue. Hey, I'm not so bad at the moment. <laughs> I keep sucking my tongue. I would, I would honestly say that uh, uh, of this episode, Kirk is exhibiting all the signs of being a red shirt without actually wearing a red shirt. That's what I thought when he fell well, back. The, well, the other part is he didn't actually die. Yeah, I was like, oh, I was for sure when he hit the ground. I was like, well, they killed Kenny. And <laughs> I, like, 
Oh my God! You killed Kenny! You bastards! You know, no, like I, no, I, swore. I don't think they'll go that way. But I would honestly enjoy if there is a trope in which Kirk finds himself unconscious <laughs> Kirk and gets knocked down the first five minutes of every through episode. the episode. Kirk doesn't make it through the episode when Kirk goes on. When Kirk does something stupid, drink. You know, uh, I mean, if, if I would like to know which part of the family tree he is, because why bring a Kirk on there? If you're well, it obviously one? isn't the. The like world weary warrior part of the tree, like Kirk is, because I mean, well, you don't uh, go up I, and touch the glowy space egg. What, I, what I'm waiting for is the uh, statement of somewhere along the line of, you know, we hear your cousin's at the academy and he's like top oh. of his class. What happened to you? <laughs> then he would really be a Barkley. He would be a Barkley. Oh man, that's the job to have is Barkley, man. Brilliant oh, but stupid. Oh, Lieutenant Broccoli. No, he just had holodeck sickness. Which he was is... brilliant, but he had no people skills. And no ambition. None. Yeah. And what? No ambition. None. Yeah. Like zero. No. Well, I wouldn't have any ambition if I had a holodeck either. I mean, the holodeck doctor was way better than him. All right. Now, here's <laughs> something I've been thinking of, and Uh-oh. maybe you Uh-oh. guys can help me. Do we have to? Okay. <laughs> All right. So, let's just say I'm a broccoli, and I'm in the holodeck having a good time, right? I would lock you in. Okay. Well, first okay. of all, this is not something that should probably be discussed on this cast. No, 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 no. It's going to be fine. Time. It's going to be fine. I'm having a good time. We'll just leave it there and say I'm having a good time, right? Mm-hmm. What happens when I stay in there over a day, right? Because basically you're standing in a big holographic cube. So when you have to pee, what does the hologram or holodeck do with all the fluids that come out of you when when you're on the holodeck? Does it like... I'm sure they have Departiculated a, or... I'm sure they have a... Sure beam it out? A, well, I'm sure they... Once in again, there they, somewhere. They, they probably, uh, similar to beaming, it's probably broken down to its uh, component parts and energy and actually probably used to replicate something else when somebody goes to the replicator. Wow, that makes it sound so sexy, Jake. I know, it's awful. Okay. Man, they'd but, have but, a lot of built-ups. Well, we have a lot of particulate very, matter. So they don't spend a whole lot of time talking about it. They are very, very comfortable with the whole matter versus energy concept in Star Trek. Beam it out. We have a lot of protein in the buffers. That's all I'm <laughs> saying. <laughs> what is this for, Madrid Captain? <laughs> That's horrible. You should have said it. Now my, my brain is like, no. Run program Run. Sean Nookie 4. <laughs> Well the, the, well, the other part about it is you're probably not going to be able to stay in there for a day because there's you, you probably had to book time for it. Uh, that's you know, what I'm saying. you got to be independently wealthy enough to own your own, but they don't have money. So how do you own your own when you can't have money? Well, you know, no, but if you're on the ship, you have to book time for it, even if you're not paying for it like you would on a suite on DS9. Again, there's the problem, right? You can't do this stuff on the ship. Everybody else is going to want to run your your holodeck. So you got to like have a house somewhere and just live in the holodeck. I don't know how filling holodeck food is or how long it lasts. Does it last long enough to break it down? Replicators. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, we we make fun of Barkley, but wasn't he still go? Wasn't he at the beginning of the very first season, first episode, like of a, a card? Because I remember him and Jerry Ryan being in the, in the same room. Yeah, wasn't well, that at the beginning? Barkley is actually uh, he has a lot to, or not a lot, but Where he has that? a reoccurring role in Voyager. Oh, you know, it was Voyager. That's what it's it was. Voyager it was because at the end and they were celebrating because Barkley was the one who set up the communication between Voyager, Voyager and Starfleet again, and Starfleet again, and guided them back 
and he was, uh, I think, a commander or something by that time. I mean, he had he had risen in rank, and he had kind of gotten treatment for his holodeck sickness, which anxiety is anxiety problems. He he's had. the only one who was like well, exactly. Somewhere along the line, somebody figured out that he was probably better served in Starfleet research than actually on a ship. Yeah, I'd say that's probably yeah, true. Put him in a lab somewhere with no people skills. Like the guy who has high anxiety is not the guy to send into the to the fray with the ship that like. Okay, Ortega. Especially on the Emprise. Yeah, Ortegas and Chapel having fun while the world literally melts down around them. Barkley, highly anxious, can't deal with the real world on the Enterprise. Bad plan. Yeah, he needs to go back to the Bad plan. Yeah, send me back to the research station, please. I would like to go back there where Put things him back make in sense. A bubble. Right. Uh this this makes a lot more sense. I just had a thought. Is it as good as my holodeck protein theory? Well, it brings us back to the blue chick. <laughs> okay. Number one was a blue chick in the Marvels. Yes, she was uh, uh, Mystique. Okay, that's just where my mind went. Sorry. I was just looking at her picture. In the- <laughs> <laughs> he went, she was blue. <laughs> okay, Sean, you've heard me have this argument before. We've always talked about which fictional character would do you think would be the best one to hang out with. And I've always said Mystique. That is true. You have. Because Mystique can be anybody you're in the mood to hang out with that day. Mm-hmm. But she feels like it. Well, well, that's the other part is you actually have to you, you can't get to her by the Rebecca remains uh, 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 Mystique. You have to catch her at the Jennifer Lawrence Mystique. Even the early Jennifer Lawrence Mystique when all Mystique really needed was a good hug. Yeah, but see, I want the damaged Rebecca Romaine one who's like jaded and and she needs a hug more than the Jennifer Lawrence one. But she's well, probably going to shank you before you, she gives you a yeah. Hug. See, see, you you and I have a slightly difference on this. I I like it when they can kill you. You like it when they might. Yeah, when they try. Yeah, no, it's it's way better. You know, it's way more interesting. How are you two talking about? <laughs> I mean, I'm following it, but I'm like, I'm looking at you. I'm like, what? But okay. I married you. It's okay. <laughs> and and look who's talking. Look. The one who looked at me and the went, one, I'm going to keep the, that for 20 some odd years. I know. What the Sean, we're what? talking about the one who might. You see, there's always a possibility, you know? You could just wing one. In, you could get tired of my crap and wing one in me, you know? Just like, poof, there you go. You need to deal with that. But then, what is that, Oops, baby? I missed. That's so much paperwork. Paperwork. I don't like paperwork <laughs> at all. At all. And then I would have to go to the jail that I worked at, and I don't want to do that either. It's, you're, you're so not worth it. <laughs> See? Protected so, by my unworthiness. So not worth it. No. Now, maiming you a little bit, maybe. <laughs> no one would ever know. I know the perfect places to stash you. See? And this is why... You married me. I married you, right? <laughs> like, you, you get the one who may kill you one day. That's that's always, like, you want to ride that line. It's way more interesting. That's all I'm saying. Like, Ortegas is actually very well-adjusted and talented and spirited and stuff like that. She's way too boring for me. La'an may kill you. Yeah, La- La'an she may, in kill fact, you. kill you. Chapel would kill you and, then, have fun with and you. then revive you. And then kill you again just for giggles. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you were dead for five minutes. I brought you back. <laughs> no, but, but see, the other part about it is is that uh, Chapel would turn you into Mystique. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, exactly. <laughs> we already know she has the means. She has the means. Exactly. Like, I can kill you. This is going to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> this is really going to hurt. Would you like to grow a third arm to help me clean the apartment? Uh, no, no. Why would I do that? Well, then, 
perhaps you should rethink then, wouldn't you? So I would think that's way more interesting. That's just me. Uh, Pike. <laughs> well, and we're, and we're we're even back to Pike just once again having faith and trusting in his in his crew, even to the concept of figure it out. I don't care if you have to break physics. What I dig about this was one, it was just a good fun throwaway episode. Uh, I mean, that's really in effect. Here's Uhura. This is why she's important. Uh, you got some cool lore about it. You've got some cool, you know, effects. Some funky and, aliens. You know, and you realize Kirk's an idiot. They look like fish. Yeah, you got the fish, like, wompy forehead aliens. Uh, so, I mean, it works out. It works out. But, I, but I'm but i really enjoying what they're doing with Pike, which is basically showing you that he has seen, he is already at this point, between what he did on Discovery and what he did on Enterprise prior to, he has already seen enough crazy weird that it's like, uh, there's got to be a way. Physics isn't what we think it is. Just, just break physics. Just, just do something that's supernatural, unscientific, and screw it up, and there will be a way. Yeah, yeah. No, it's he is. He it's, is it's at almost that point. like he's jaded at this point. Like nothing is going to surprise him that much anymore. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, well, I mean, here the man knows the future. He can't be surprised. Well, yeah, but but even then, it's at some point it's going to be like giant space lizard. Okay, I guess it's Thursday. Yeah, I've guess done this that. One, this is not how I die, so I'm I'll just go jump right into this. I think that's how it's going to be. <laughs> I've seen my future. I've seen my death, and this Gorn, is Gorn. Whatever. Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> it's fine. We got this. Yeah, I I'm a I'm a big Laan fan, but uh, she'll keep him out of trouble. Well, I definitely like her security stuff. But it's definitely me, right? But I wonder what next episode's going to be like. Who are we going to follow now? <laughs> I am dying to figure out more about Kirk at this point. <laughs> the unknown right He's trick. not even in the, the like, main, like, uh, like I pull, you pull up the Star Trek New World stuff at one, two, three, four, eight characters, eight main characters. He's not even there. Right? Which, again, is cool because <laughs> it's just like TNG, there's an ensemble. Well, I mean, it's always been an ensemble, but like he's not even—he's not even in most of them. Who's that right there? Who? Isn't that him? Isn't that him right there? Right here. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's him, babe. But he's not even like when you pull up the main cast in in the in the thing, Who's you can that? keep waving your hand. Who's that? This? Yes. That's Spock's wife. Oh, that's uh, she's Dupree. Dupree. even Dupree. she's Dupree. more Dupree. important. Okay. Yeah, she's more important than Kirk. Uh, right now, Kirk's entire contribution has been touching the glowy egg and getting unconscious. Right now, Star Trek has hot chicks. They're all hot. Look at one, two, three. Well, there's not four, a bad five, looking five, one. It, like, everyone looks great. To Pring, I'm like, she's going to be. Hell, a... half the guys are hot. Forever the Pringles. I don't even like the guys. The Pringles chick. The Pringles chick. The Pringles chick. The how's the how's the wife Pringles there, uh, Spock? <laughs> she's looking good. And he would be like, define Pringles. <laughs> Query, what are Pringles? <laughs> she's she's got a stack, Spock. Uh, that's all I'm saying. I knew was, I knew I knew you were about to say that because I'm looking over at your face and I knew the words about to come. She got a stack. <laughs> it's like I led you right I, to it. I, I'm also enjoying Pike using Earth euphemisms that no one else understands or or just barely doesn't take offense to. Like what? Like. I'm all ears, Spock. <laughs> it's a figure of speech. <laughs> sorry, sorry, my bad. I should have thought of that. I'm hoping that we get 
some some awesome storytelling once we get past this who is everybody type thing. Uh, oh, look, we, we talked about it before. I'm really, really hoping that they really do homage it to the original series and just do a monster of the week sort of thing. Oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. Now, you're going to have to come up with a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of needles to thread here, but they could do it. They could totally do it. Shannon, what are you hoping for? That's not Anson Mount Naked. <laughs> or Ortegas. Or Ortegas. I wasn't going to say that. I'm just going to say more. <laughs> Fair enough. And you're at the beginning this time, so we're not at the show's twilight, so that where you've you've arranged to to walk in just as they're canceling the show. I'm, exactly. I'm just hoping I'm that her. me being on this podcast does not mean a downfall for the show. That's yeah, all exactly. I'm if they cancel after one season, it's obviously My your fault. fault. <laughs> <laughs> you have killed more shows from your fandom than Shut anybody up. I know. Just <laughs> reach across his two feet and smack you. Uh, your tongue would get in the way. All right, so. Oh. Go ahead, dumb tongue. Let me let me have it. No. What do you no, got? No. I didn't think it's so. PG. <laughs> PG. <laughs> let me hear you say blood the lid. Nothing. <laughs> uh, thank you, you guys. You lead me right into these traps on purpose, don't you? Uh, yes. All the time. Okay. For twenty some odd years. I'm just surprised you married me. Like this this is a running gag that's been going for twenty some odd years. Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha, gotcha. Sometimes I need to rethink this. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed logical at the time. We, we should have really named us it's our podcast, the Rambling Podcast. That's like you said. Babe, there's not a cast I'm on where I don't ramble, and Jake is only an enabler <laughs> in life and on casts. Me too. <laughs> so we we have not assembled laser-focused anonymous yeah, here. It, it, not... no. Anybody who's listened to anything else that we've done, if they're expecting to be completely, totally, and utterly laser-focused and on topic, then they're in Sorry. the Sorry. Like, everyone who came from Voices of Defiance that listened, they know how we are. It's okay. They, they, Baby, it, that cast was years ago. I know that, but still, if they listen to it, that this is who we are. That is very true. We have not changed. I doubt we ever. <laughs> fact, we've gotten worse. Yeah, we're more squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you do realize that there is a possibility if we decide that we're having enough fun when this uh, season is over. There is a possibility of continuing this podcast by forcing Shannon to go back through the original series. Oh man. You want to see a, a ticked off Shannon make her watch Shatner every week? Mm, <laughs> I think I'd rather have some more strawberries. Uh, did we do we do TNG or, or something like that before she do original series? I don't think we could convince her to do it. Look, I will always tell you I am a hardcore truckie, but I could start at Picard and be happy. I could do Archer, I could do Picard, I could do Janeway. Archer was cool. You know, I um, of those that you mentioned, I would say that probably Voyager is the weakest I of them. Really, Even though Voyager was great, I would say it's the weakest I of them. I would really like to see Seven get her own ship. Uh, honestly, what I really like doing is going back and watching DS9 and recognizing that Avery Brooks was stoned out of his mind <laughs> through 90% of that. Oh, yeah, he was. Was he? Yeah, you, I never watched. Yeah. Did you ever see the 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 Star Trek special, The Captains? Yes. He was <sighs> so stoned that he made no sense. Yeah, and and you realize that that was him on a good day. Yeah, like they they picked like a day he was pretty <laughs> lucid and not stoned out of his mind, and you're like, okay, he's not sane. They did a great job making him seem like a sane and like forthright kind of stoic type dude. 
No. Ed did a lot of cuts. Yeah, no. No, no, no. That is not... He was a gifted actor if he could go from how he actually is to Cisco. Yeah, you see, no. I, didn't, I never could get into Deep Space Nine. Nope. You know, the Dominion War was actually a lot of fun. That was yeah. pretty cool. Once, once you got to that, it was actually worthwhile. Um, but, you know, when it was all the... Uh, you keep pointing at the cast. What do you point... You, every, like, ten seconds, she'll point at the cast. She'll just point. I have questions, and at, then I stop, and then I ask myself. At, at La'an, La- she'll just point. And then she'll point again. And then, for no reason again, she'll just point at the cast. Like, what? What is it that you need? <laughs> I, point, I point at this. I'm not rubbing your feet while oh, we're on. on the cast. No, it's not happening. Why not? This is my personal space. You're on my side of the podcast area. Jake, she's touching. She's touching me. She's touching me. You and your stitch. All right, so um, with with that all sorted out, thank you guys for this listening. This is the professionalism you've come to expect. Yeah, this is the quality and professionalism you've come to expect from years of dedicated podcast service. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for downloading. And we will see you next week. Also, if you want to get in contact with us, it's Strange New Worlds Fancast at gmail.com send us emails well let me rephrase that send shannon email talk to her do whatever because it's all that's only who people write to when they listen when shannon's on a cast that i am on we have our twitter account uh we also have our twitter account which is what trek underscore or underscore <laughs> you cannot say that. i cannot say that for some reason trek underscore worlds uh, you were saying squirrel last night, too. I, you know, it was so bad, I couldn't do the outro last last night when I was editing We As we recorded this podcast for the second episode, we actually recorded the first episode last night, and I was doing it till almost midnight uh, because somebody wouldn't stay on her mic. Anyway, mm. um, which you will notice as Santa gets super quiet, super loud, super quiet, super loud, because I couldn't get her I, it stuff right. It so... <sighs> It's, uh, I, I, you know what? Continue. We got a new rod cozy. It's okay. Uh, yeah, that's right. We got a new rod cozy. Now, um, but yeah, I couldn't say, as I was trying to do the outro, I could not say Trek underscore worlds. And I kept saying Trek underscore. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. And I did it like 15 times. And, and I don't know how anybody else works, but if you just mess up on audio that much, you just say it. You just scream the wrong thing a couple of times to get it out of your system, and then you can normally say it. So at the end of the cast last time, say I was it, like, under squirrels! And I, <laughs> I went in and did the underscore correctly. Uh, so, yeah, under squirrels was... It, I can't do Trek underscore or <laughs> worlds. Can't do it now either. <laughs> Not okay. if I'm thinking about it. But it's there. It's on Twitter. Come talk to me. Yeah, at Trek underscore worlds. Boy, that takes I, I had to stop. Yes, I did. Uh, and uh, Strange New Worlds Fancast at gmail.com. Either one of those, uh, those two things will get you uh, in contact with basically Shannon. It's, it's me. She's the only one man in the phones over there. So it's, it's all good. Uh, but thank you, and we will see you next time. This has been an episode of the Strange New Worlds Fancast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being with us. If you'd like to hear more shows like this one, you can find us at strangenewworlds.podbean.com for more podcasts on Strange New Worlds. If you'd like to contact us, you can hit us up via email at strangenewworldsfancast at gmail.com. 
or on Twitter at Trek underscore Worlds. We are a part of the Lone Wolf Podcast Network. And to hear more of this cast and other casts like it, you can check us out at LoneWolfPodcasts.com. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Under Squirrels.